cuddles, each piece is like the size of a dime. So we're kind of trying to maybe get into what we call companion puzzles. We don't want to say for kids, but maybe also for seniors, figuring that maybe seniors need bigger pieces. Welcome to Subscriptions Scale, sponsored by Rebar Technology. Join us each week to hear from industry leaders in the subscription space, share their best tips and stories, and learn how you can up-level your subscription business today. Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of Subscription Scaled. I'm your host, Nick Frederick. With me today is Rachel Duguay and Michael Sturba, who are the co-founders of MicroPuzzles. Rachel, Michael, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having us. Thanks, Nick. Yeah, excited to learn more here. Uh, we were talking a second ago, saw you guys at Subta and, and saw your presentation. So definitely excited to learn a little bit more today and dive in. But why don't we take a big step back for a second and tell us what led you guys to start a subscription micro puzzles company? So we had been doing puzzles from 2018 and we were both furloughed for the pandemic. And then puzzles just took off and went crazy. And as we were starting, because I think that was like April of 2020, one day I was, you know, we were just laying in bed and I go, I wonder what it would look like for a subscription box. Like I've never bought a subscription box. I don't even know what goes in a subscription box, but Michael's like, I don't know, what would that look like? And we just sat and talked about like, the good part about subscription is that you have kind of a consistent recurring revenue. So we have our online sales had already taken off. We were doing really well on there, selling thousands and thousands of puzzles. And we do custom, we do business to business, we do a bunch of other things, but we thought, well, subscriptions will just be consistent and we can put out new products because we also, just to see the other thing too, is like we started this as a side gig out of our apartment and it really blew up over the pandemic. But during the pandemic, we were getting customers that were emailing us and saying, hey, when's the new designs coming out? When is the new stuff coming out? We want to see new yeah. art. And that's one of the genesis of it too. Rachel was literally like, you know, what if we did new art every month under a subscription model? And that was kind of the catalyst of it. But Rachel always has crazy ideas. And it's just like, she, we always joke that, not joke, but she's the CEO and creative force of the company. And anytime she pulls me aside and goes, hey, Mike, I've got a, I'm thinking about, I'm always like, brace yourself. Because, <laughs> you know, like it's coming, this big idea yeah. is coming. And subscription uh-huh. is absolutely yeah. one of them. It yeah. transformed our company. It was uh really? It's, it's really it's we have multiple sales channel, but subscription by far is probably our, our favorite one. Yeah. So I think that's yeah. what we're most noted for from like our customers. The people yeah. that have been doing it have been maybe with us for over two years. Yeah. They've gotten a subscription and we hear the nicest letters from them and we just actually we have a dog we call him brian in shipping his name is actually presto but if we have a problem with any of our orders we blame it on brian and shipping oh and then he sends him a cute little card and said with a picture of him in like a usps box and it says oh brian and shipping super sorry you messed up your order and it's like he doesn't take his unpaid internship very seriously so people it diffuses people mm-hmm. it probably was the best decision we made yeah it sounds during, like it during the pandemic but we have a customer that's been getting our subscription that just sent him 15 pounds of milk bones as a thank you for the oh. subscription you know yeah <laughs> Because he, he, he gets the most credit and does the least amount of work. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's always good to have somebody to blame, right? 
Oh, it's honestly, it's one of the greatest strategies. And also, uh, like at, the, at, the, at our core, we're a toy company. So we, we have a lot of latitude compared to if we were doing, we were a medical company, we'd be, you know, we wouldn't maybe right. make the dog part of shipping. Um, but it is super fun. I mean, like literally FedEx walks in with a box and goes, is Brian shipping here? And we were like, wait, what? <laughs> Did he order things? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you guys were about two years into a transactional revenue model when you introduced subscription, and then you've been doing that for about two years. Right. Is that about right? Okay. Well, it so was talk, really talk, slow at first because we used to call our online sales onesie twosies because we would only sell mm -hmm. one or two a week. Okay. That's what we had. Okay. And we both had full-time jobs. And so it was kind of just like something, oh, let's make puzzles. And we would glue them in our kitchen. It was like, it was- We slow. figured out a way. Yeah. Thank God. Prior to the uh, pandemic, we had just figured out a way of scaling the production of the puzzles. And we happened to have tons of inventory and stuff we ordered early. And uh, so we had all this stuff and we were just sitting in a really good position when the pandemic hit. And then KTLA, which is, I think, the NBC affiliate in Los Angeles, put us on their morning show. We sent them puzzles. We just did it. We did uh, product seeding. So we just basically gave them puzzles and we're like, hey, we really appreciate your coverage in the trends in the um, pandemic. And this is a way to grow your subscription. We really appreciate your coverage in the pandemic. It's a great mix of like information and entertainment. And we make puzzles in our kitchen and we really love what you're doing. Thanks so much. And it was a really scary time. I mean, people were wiping down their groceries and all that stuff. And like literally two days later, they called us and we're like, tell me a little bit about your company. And then they eventually put us on the air and that blew our website out. And that's when we were like, holy cow, this is going to be big. And then from there, you know, we grew the subscription. We had a base of customers um, and when we introduced the subscription and we were literally just, I mean, we just launched, we didn't like, we, you know, we didn't research I, it. I we have, have a, I mean, saying that I always say done is better than perfect because Michael you know? work at it, work at it. Well, let's just get it. Nope. Let's send it. Yeah. You can finesse something yeah. to death and we probably should have finessed it a little more than we did, but but for the subscription, we literally just launched. We had a Shopify website. We're like, oh, we can just track people on Shopify. We didn't have any infrastructure, nothing set up. We really didn't know what we were getting into. And I mean, like there were, Rachel cried for th three months, I yeah, think, I the first three months because it was just, it gets a lot. It was um, overwhelming because we had hit probably the first month we hit 100 subscribers and, you know, not even, where are we buying our boxes? And mm -hmm. if anybody else says the subscription box tissue paper is not your friend. <laughs> it's always folding and it seems to take forever. And but so the thing is you learn as you go kind of thing. So we really did. We launched with not a whole lot of thought. We just knew, well, we were going to figure it out kind of thing. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll get better. We always do something 1.0, 2.0, 3.0. And we would rather launch and get customer feedback and tweak it and make it better than to research it to death. And because sometimes ideas have a shelf life and you have to be careful that you don't kind of go past that. And yeah. it's much better just to launch and do it. Because yeah. we could have spent, I mean, we could have spent two years researching a puzzle yeah. subscription. Yeah. And I, our background, we were working at Disney at the time when the pandemic hit and Disney launches things at like what, 70%. 70%. Yeah. You know, before it's really ready, like hopefully it's mm -hmm. not on the roller coasters or something. Yeah. But, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> but, but they do that. They they don't wait until 100%. A lot of times they launch at 70 and just know that they can throw the resources, the, uh, you know, the people behind it to fix it. That's sort of, the, yeah, kind of adopted that. So, right. 
I mean, that's definitely been a theme of those that I've interviewed here is that you don't have to be perfect. You should learn from each iteration, take Absolutely. that back, make improvements the next time around. But that's one of the beautiful things about subscription, right? Is knowing you have that predictable recurring revenue out there. So you kind of have this baseline to start from, and then you can keep incrementally improving on top of that, right? Absolutely. And we find too, like the, uh, the subscription customers are like super fans, you know, like those are the people that, and we do things like we will introduce new products through the subscription box and things like that. And that has actually been really well because then before we release it to the public, we can tweak it or we can get feedback from like the super fans kind of thing, which would work out really well. So. Well, I think one of the probably the advantages of your product in particular compared to maybe some other box clubs are the size of the product itself, right? That's pretty efficient to ship, yeah. I would think. Yeah. And I think for us as well, I mean, we love doing our subscription box, but it's 1.3 ounces. It's six inch by one inch. So it, I feel like we could be in any subscription box. And I think at the first summit, I was like challenging people to be like, <laughs> What do you have for a subscription box? We should be in your subscription box. And we've been in we, yes. we have the guinea pig box. We've been in a divorced woman's box. We've been in s'mores. We've been in a yarn box. Yeah, uh -huh. we have been in all of their subscription box. Well, not all of them. We think we can be in all of them, but we just got one the other day. Like it's goat milk soap box. Like, because whatever you put on a puzzle... If you like steam trains, we can put steam trains. It's the same product. It's just what is the image that goes on it that makes the puzzle. So and that was one of the concepts we learned at Disney. And I have a pretty big printing background as well. And so it's basically the same iteration of the product. The product is always the same. It's, it's basically a, you know, a six inch test tube with 150 piece four by six puzzle in it. But by changing the image, you can basically, if you put the art on Disney as famous as this, Disney can put art on anything a stapler, a pen, like any kind of tchotchke that you can think of, if they put the right artwork on it, it will sell out amazingly. And so we kind of learned that through them. And we have a on-demand strategy. So we actually, we print our own, we manufacture our own puzzles, everything. So we never have a warehouse full of cat puzzles when everybody wants dogs, you know, and vice versa. And that has been super helpful as well. Has it always been that way that you were print on demand or were you ever inventorying these items? No, no we always, print, always on. print on demand. And we did it. We used to do it the old fashioned way. Like we would offset stuff. We would glue it in our kitchen. We had a, we literally had a die cut press in my apartment kind of thing that we would get like the poor neighbor. But um, yeah, so we literally, that's how we did it. And then I was working at uh, the Walt Disney company in the, one of the merchandise departments and Rachel was like, Hey, we, we're getting busier and busier and we could not scale it doing it the way we did it. And so she sat me down and was like, Hey, we really need to find a better way of doing it. And so we came up with a better way of doing the puzzle so that we can scale. And that was the real, that was one of the big aha moments yeah. for us. They kept so. going from the beginning well, we scaled a little bit and we could make four puzzles at a time. So when we hit the KTLA days and we had like a $16,000 day, we we're printing four puzzles at a time. And so Michael would sleep, he'd wake up, and then I would sleep. Like we were just getting the orders out. I've been over 600 orders behind, like how are we going to get through it? But we did. I mean, you know, it was very important to us that, you know, our customers weren't waiting forever because we're trying to build a brand. We're not just selling products. Mm -hmm. We want... You know, early on, I had asked Michael, like, out of this, what do you want? Do you want to make money? You want to quit your job? What do you want? And he goes, I want to get on a plane. And someone said, what do you do? And he's like, I own micro puzzles. And they go, 
I've heard of that. That is what Michael wants out of the business. And I love that too. So we're very big on customer service. And we knew we would fix it too. Like that's another thing, even with the subscription box, you may start really small. When you scale though, economy of scale saves a lot. Like volume solves a lot of problems kind of thing. And that's kind of how we did it with, even with the puzzles, we used to hand break up the puzzles, which is takes about 90 seconds a puzzle to break up. Okay. So when you have to do a thousand of them, I mean, it's an insane math equation, right? You need gloves. Right. Honestly, I mean, kind of like, you can talk yourself out of stuff. You can be like, oh my God, we'll never, 90 seconds, a thousand puzzles. We'll never do this. It won't never be profitable. But we always knew that, listen, if we can build the volume to a point, we can actually get to a point where we built a machine to break them up for us. And now we have a machine that we actually hired a company to build for us that breaks them up in five seconds and it does it perfectly every time. But the thing is you have to get through, you have to go through that 90 second thousand puzzle hand breakup mm-hmm. segment until, you know, to Alert. get to that other part. And so like yeah. sometimes if the subscription box really, it's kind of just almost like a proof of concept sort of thing. You may start off small and be like, oh, you know, the profit on the box isn't that much kind of thing. But know that when you get to like a couple hundred, a thousand, five thousand subscribers, all of a sudden the economy of scale, it'll be profitable. There's other things you can do sort of thing because you can literally talk yourself out of anything kind of thing with just based on the numbers kind of thing. So. Well, through this growth and you talked about how you were doing it out of your apartment and then COVID happened and there was this hockey stick of of growth. Have you guys bootstrapped the entire way? Have you taken outside investment? Yeah, we've never taken anybody out. I think for us doing the pitch competition, we were, that would have been the first time that we would have gotten funding. Yeah. So we've done it all ourselves. And I mean, even like for us, we've paid for our equipment. So like- We don't even lease anything. Yeah. Like literally we- So everything is on. And actually yeah, there was yeah, a big sorry. piece of machinery and there's a lot of places closing down. So our print shop was closing. Well, not print shop. COVID. Yeah. And Michael saw it online and he's like, oh, they say make an offer. And I'm like, all right, well, we have $25,000 in the bank. I'm going to offer them 25,000. He's like, there is no way they're going to take 25,000. And I'm like, well, that's what I have. And that's what we're going to offer. So- I talked to the woman and she's like, well, let me talk to our, my manager. And then, so I was like, let me talk to your manager. Like there's no way this is happening. And then she called back to Rachel and said, you know, well, when can you guys come in? And I was like, when can we come in? Like, this is not happening. And it turns out actually a lot of things come to you when you just ask. And so we had gone to this company where, you know, we had 25,000 cash and we, they literally said to us, we would rather sell it to you because they were closing. They were in business for 30 years. They had a 25,000 square foot facility and their sales went to zero in uh, they were in a market that was really reliant on like close contact with people. And when COVID happened, it was done. They were over. And the owner of the company literally said, we would rather sell the press to you than sell it to someone who's going to flip it or abandon it here. And so we were like, wow. Yeah. And that was one of the- We were things. just basically, this is going to change our business. And yeah. it did. So now we can make 140 puzzles at a time rather than four. Yeah. So that makes a, a big difference. Yeah. That makes a big difference because we've gotten big orders from like Google. We've done two orders of 20,000 for Google. Yeah. So 40,000 puzzles. So we would not have been able to do that at four. Right. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't have been possible. Or before that, while I was pushing each one through one at a time. That would not have happened. But so, to get to this point, you had to do the other stuff. Yeah. Do you feel like you'll need to? To yeah, I mean, what are your growth goals? And do you feel like you'll need to, or are you just? I mean, the forecast is to keep bootstrapping it and just grow organically. For now, yeah, we've yeah. got a we're no shortage of ideas, kind of thing. Yeah. We've got we're gonna launch other puzzles, different types. We just bought 
a competitor that was a puzzle company from 1982. And they called us up and the guy was, he's like, hey, we want to retire. We've got this equipment. We have this trove of puzzle dies, which have some really unique, fun shapes and really cool stuff. And we literally just moved them into the production area, their equipment and their dies and everything in the production equipment about three weeks ago. And again, we, you know, we paid cash for it. So it's just, I think maybe at some point we will, we may have to, but right now it's just really, people always go like, well, how do you afford to do that? I'm like, we buy stock, we sell stock, and then you buy more stock. <laughs> and then, like, that's literally like, I know this simplified, that's a really super simplified version, but it's like, we could have like, we just, the puzzle breaker upper, for instance, like we could have went out, I guess, day one and bought that kind of thing, but it was just sort of, it, for us, it just seemed more smarter to really kind of learn the ins and outs of the company and, and figure out exactly what yeah. we need sort of. I'm always a little concerned and like growing too big, like all of a sudden thinking you're going to, hey, let's go get a hundred square foot facility when that's not really what you need. Yeah. So we've been only moving as we need to. So as soon as we see like, you know, our first warehouse that we got was a thousand square feet. I was telling my friends to come bring their stuff over. Oh, you can store it at my place. We're going to have plenty of room. Because I mean, up until that point, I was storing the tubes that they come in, the test tube. I was storing them in my second bathroom shower behind the curtain so nobody would know. Like, there was, uh -huh. you know, we had printers in our living room. Obviously, they knew mm -hmm. how to run the business in there. But we just try to scale as we need it, um, not to project too much. Because maybe it might go in a different direction than we thought. Like, yeah. you know, I don't think mm -hmm. we knew that we would be selling as much wholesale as we are now so if we would have jumped on hey we're only going to sell online or we're only going to do custom or we're only going to do subscription maybe we wouldn't have noticed that yeah. so like with subscriptions for instance we uh, before we got branded boxes one of the things we did is we just literally went to uline bought a box got a sticker machine kind of thing and that's how we did it sort of thing so we did and our first leveler would move so slow that you would have to watch it to see if it was actually moving <laughs> it was like you were like are we printing? Like you're waiting, <laughs> yeah. and now how else? Oh yeah, now it's uh, now it'll print high resolution twelve second, uh, twelve inches a second. And so, like the first time when we went from that other one where we had to stare at it to see if it was working to like this brand, you know, now we have two of those machines for redundancy kind of thing, so that we don't. So because we label all our own equipment, we do all that or label all our own product, and all that. But that's another thing, like too, when you're doing a subscription box, it can be kind of. Do I need five thousand branded boxes when I first start? No, not anything, you know, because right. you know, the signs may change, your logo may change, whatever. So there might be something that changes kind of thing. And so we really kind of do that 1.0, 2.0, 3.0 kind of move. So, yeah. yeah. Well, you hit on it a little bit, but you did have that kind of overnight success that happened because of COVID and, you know, everybody being at home and then being featured on that morning Absolutely. show. Has that been the only event like that? And for even for that one, what did you do to kind of deal with all of that influx of orders? I cried a lot. <laughs> like I don't think we can do this we're gonna do it okay fine we had no choice and I think a lot of it because of the pandemic we had nowhere else to go like I might as well work 12 hour 14 hour days because what else am I going to do <laughs> like yeah. our, our pandemic work. experience was a lot different than others yeah one thing we did do though that was I think a decent move was we took the KTLA, KTLA featured us really prominently kind of thing. And then what we did is we leveraged that coverage to get other coverage. So we have been in Inc. Magazine, Entrepreneur Magazine. We were in the front page of the Orange County business section on a Sunday, which was amazing. And that was kind of like, 
Uh, so what you do is you kind of take your successes and you leverage them. You tell other media outlets, like as seen in kind of thing. Even if you go to our website at like micropuzzles.com, you'll see there's a section that says as seen in. And we also leverage some of our high profile customers as well. So we'll be like, you know, this is something and, and for subscription box, everybody wants to write about a subscription box kind of thing. There's all kinds of articles and things that you can get into where it's like, you know, best subscription box for moms or for dads or whatever kind of thing. And you take that coverage and you leverage it. You make sure you put it on your website prominently. Because somebody that it's basically social proof that you're worth putting your money behind kind of thing. And we also do that with high profile customers because we have some really cool customers. Uh, so we feature those on the website kind of thing to kind of be like, you know, we can handle a, a Google or we can handle, a, you know, like we do the, one of my favorite customers is the Magic Castle kind of thing in Hollywood. And it's a private magicians membership club it's insane but we do four designs for them in their gift shop and we do ron john surf shop and things like that and that has really helped but the media coverage for subscription boxes is instead if you get any kind of media coverage make sure it hits your website and it says as seen on kind of thing and then you can also take that article and leverage it to get more coverage so and we get kind of we, we get a lot of people like asking because we're pretty forward when it comes to like i'll just call somebody like for the yarn box, she has 1,200 subscribers. And it was literally the woman that worked for me said, I like yarn and there's this yarn box. You should see if they want our puzzles in her yarn box. So I just wrote to her and asked her. And I think right now stores and other subscription boxes are all looking for product. If you walk in a store and you look even at a Walgreens, there are empty shelves and there. So it's not... You're not bothering a store by saying, hey, do you want to see if try out putting my product in your store? We did that for Ron John Surf Shop, just yeah. basically call them. But you're actually, I feel like you're doing them a favor. Like, hey, I'm finding a good product. I feel like my product is amazing. It's going to do amazing in your store. And I am not worried about calling you. Like, I don't feel like I'm stepping on your toes or that's a huge. That, that's a huge takeaway kind of thing. Because yeah. one of the things is if you're a subscription box, you want to do a collaboration, don't be afraid to pick up the phone kind of thing and find the right partner that wants to work with you. We love working with people that want to work with us kind of thing. And we did one subscription box where we needed a specifically uh, specific product and I called a pretty well-known company. And I was like, I dialed 1960 kind of thing. Cause I had, they wanted me to fax a dealer form and all this stuff. We were just like, it's like, we're just going to get a credit card. We want to do this. We tried to explain like what we were doing. Like we have subscribers. We're going to put it in the box. And I think they did not get it at all. And it was really frustrating, but what we did is we just called like one of their competitors and the competitor was like, oh my God, we love subscription boxes. We're going to have, I'll have Sue from accounting, but you know, send you, email you over the form. Let me know what you need. And they were amazing. Amazing. And one of the things we did afterwards is once we got that particular product in our subscription box, we sent their office a couple of subscription boxes with it in it. And we're just like, Hey, we so appreciate working with you. You know, it was just really fun. It was a great collaboration. We really appreciate it. And then like, Six months later, we were at a trade show and they walked in our booth and I could not have hired an actor to say nicer things about this kind of thing than that, than awesome. that collaboration because yeah. they were so cool. Yeah. And we really appreciated the product seeding, us sending product to them, like sending in the final piece. They said it made like the whole round, the whole office. And she goes, everybody knows about micro puzzles. Really? Like, yeah. yeah. I, could, I think product seeding has been probably our, our number one, number one thing. Yeah. We really? Have, Oh. We were in the Oscar bags, you yeah. know, the gift bags. 
that was just because we handed out our puzzle to just really yeah wow. light up Christmas jackets and we're in Beverly Hills and we and some we lived in California at the yeah. time and so it sounds all yeah. Yeah. But yeah Beverly Hills had a tree lighting ceremony that's open to the public so we went and Rachel had this thing where we had like light up jackets we got from Kohl's and uh they were just super fun and we were walking around and they were doing a photo shoot with one of the PR agencies that works with the Oscars and uh they stopped us and we're like whoa you guys are really funny what do you do and we you know Rachel was just like you know we do puzzles we were handing out puzzles for fun but yeah um and then we got in the Oscar bags and so I think I would say most of our stuff has come from that or just you know, sending out our product to okay, do that. Yeah. yeah. And we have like people that do YouTube channels, unboxing. And I didn't actually realize at the beginning that some of them will do it just for free. It's just because they're building up their YouTube channel. It's not, yep. there is one I, and I'm going to do a shout out Georgia sunshine. Love her. We were shopping one day and in the store, our register kept going off like our little shop I was registering sales and, I was shopping. and she had just opened our subscription uh, box. really 15 sales while we we're in Kohl's yeah. and we we're whatever and when I saw her at Sub Summit this year I finally got to meet her in person because we've been sending stuff to her for a while I said when do we have to start paying you and she's like oh no she goes I just opened your boxes because I love doing it and you know, it's part of my YouTube channel. And so that and you have I, to look at, like, I think when we try to find influencers or, or people like that, we kind of find like more of a micro, we're not finding the people that have like 3 million. We want to find something that may be a little bit more specific for us. Mm-hmm. Her followers yeah, tend to do well or like puzzles or whatever. So when you look at like the cost of acquisition for a customer with subscription model, it's great because you can kind of figure out how long they're going to stay on your subscription kind of thing. And generally that adds up to a number. So if you give away a box, like, and you get three subscribers, your cost of acquisition, really not a lot of money kind of thing. So that, that's been a really great strategy for us. So yeah. and we, are, we manufacture our own product. So it's, it might be a little easier for us to kind of give away product because we do it all the time. Right. Uh, but if it's too expensive, then give away part of it exactly. or samples or, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. If it tends to be too much, you know. So that sounds like those channels have been very effective for you guys. Have you dipped into other like paid advertising channels? Sure. We do like, I mean, we've done Facebook advertising. We do Google. Which at the beginning was amazing. Which is amazing. (laughs) Now now I feel sometimes like if you lit the money on fire, you would probably get more views. Yeah. (laughs) This is a common story I'm hearing these days. And unfortunately we're at that point, but I think, you know, you have to be a little bit more creative then. And then we um, did start an affiliate program, which has been really helpful. And again, that was just completely at a sub-summit. We went to sub-summit in Dallas two years ago, specifically to corner the person that was giving the uh, affiliate talk. Cause I didn't, you know, I never, it's really hard sometimes to, sometimes it's just really tough and sub-summit to shout out to them. Cause they're, it's an amazing venue and Santa is an amazing organization, but I was joking. Cause we went to that, we went to her little talk and then we cornered her and get every question I ever needed about affiliates answered. And I was joking with her. I'm like, you just saved me watching like 500 YouTube videos on how to do this kind of thing. So it's a really easy way of doing it. And affiliates is one of those things when Facebook started tanking, that was actually one of the strategies we used and it's been very effective. So, and it's just one of those, it kind of, it opens you up to different, sometimes you're like advertising into an echo chamber. It's the same customers you're advertising to. And with affiliates, we found that sometimes it actually kind of expands that, that pool of customers that you're aiming for. Absolutely. Well, what's next for you guys? I mean, you've been growing responsibly and kind of doing, are you expanding the product line, going into new markets? What's next? 
Yeah, well, we have right now, we're trying to put out some new product and we're gearing up for Christmas season, which is huge for us. But I think we're also looking at other products as well, you know, to have accessories. Everything that we put in our subscription box, we tend to just give away as swag swag (laughs) in like, Mm -hmm. we're on like fair with wholesale. And so we give it away as swag and people are always like, Hey, how do I buy those cookie cutters, the puzzle shift? And we're like, we don't sell them. We don't sell our puzzle (laughs) socks. We don't sell... So we've got to get those on. And then we're also looking at expanding to like, so our puzzles, each piece is like the size of a dime. So we're kind of trying to maybe get into what we call companion puzzles. We don't want to say for kids, but maybe also for seniors, figuring that maybe seniors need bigger pieces because of their arthritis or because of their vision. And I know that they probably could do kids puzzles, but I don't know if they really want to do Paw Patrol kind of puzzle (laughs) pictures, you know, kid pictures. So we think that might be something puzzles for us are, they're good mentally and it's a relaxation thing. And so it's really good for mental health. So we're trying to find other things. Then we also have a line coming out called Tipsy Puzzles, which are maybe a little bit more irreverent irreverent, and it has more, we're going to be trying to sell them at wineries and breweries. So people can do them while they're there and buy them microbreweries. So and they're they're really cool. They're they're square for starters. So they're set up for Instagram. If you take a picture, it's square. And then they're also they're packaged in right now. We package our micro puzzles in test tubes. These are actually packaged in mini beer transparent beer cans with a pull tie and everything. Like they're super cool. And we got super excited when we first came up with micro puzzles. When we had the prototypes, we put them in like friends and family's hands, and people went crazy. And we're getting the same sort of response with the tipsy puzzle idea with the microbrew things. Are those pieces also waterproof? Just curious. (laughs) Yeah, they're not. No, but but (laughs) if you spill something on it, then you would have to buy another one. (laughs) There you go. go. The cool thing is our price point is our price point is uh, really pretty low, kind of thing. So it works out well. You can buy more than one. Yeah. So in terms of the subscriptions themselves, is there one plan you guys offer, or are there variations that people can subscribe to? We basically just have one product and you get the subscription box. We've had it before. I guess when we started, we just did a three month. That's how I didn't even know. Like, let's do one month or six months. We only had a three month subscription. Maybe we thought we were only going to be three months. I have no idea, but you're um, testing, right? So I think we're going to try. I know we do better when we have that. They can buy it kind of in bulk for six months, a year. Sell it that way on Crate Joy. But on our regular site, we haven't done that yet. So we probably going to throw that on. And then we may do add-ons. So if we start with a companion, we're kind of thinking it would have the same designs. So if you did want to do it with your senior parent, or if you want to do it with kids or whatever, you could be Mm -hmm. working on the exact same puzzle but just more, less pieces, bigger pieces. Yeah, they're actually, we're just playing around with there's, this is actually the prototype for the uh, companion So it's still got that science-y kind of look to it. So yeah. Bigger pieces. yeah. Um, and again, like Rachel said, same art. So yeah, so yeah. Then we can do it together. Yeah. yeah. So, but you know, we're, I, I think our, we've tried a lot of like scrappy marketing is what we call it. So mm-hmm. you know, things like uh, when we were going to sub-summit, if the first year that we went and then last year, we just asked if we could be in their welcome box. 
So mm-hmm. we gave them 1,200 puzzles and they gave it to every single person there. I have one. Yeah. <laughs> My daughter loves it. Yeah. So we try those things. Like, and sometimes, most of the time, they do well. Once in a while, it's kind of like, okay, I don't think we really got what we needed out of it, but, but you never know where it's going. You never know. Experience. And it's, yeah, you can always pivot kind of thing. But don't be afraid to ask. Like, that's right. the big thing. That was the big thing for us, kind of thing, because we used to be really timid. And now we're like, you know what? We think we got a great product. We think it'd be a good fit. We can tailor it to whatever you have. When we're in retail shops, we just basically say like, listen, you know what? Barrier to entry is really low. We don't have a really big minimum order quantity kind of thing. You don't have to wear order a warehouse and we can leverage your existing artwork. So if you've got a t-shirt or a koozie or something that has artwork on it that really sells well, we can put it on a puzzle. And then yeah. same sort of thing works with subscription boxes as well. Mm-hmm. They've got a theme um, that they're working on and they want a micro puzzle. We can theme it exactly the way they want it. So yeah. that's one of the beauty of our product. Yeah, absolutely. For all of those reasons, I love the business. I mean, it's a fantastic an idea. And for what it's worth, I actually voted for you guys at, oh, at, uh, oh at some summit pitch event. So yeah, I am yeah. just like, yeah, we, we did. I don't know if you saw our first presentation was amazing. We were on fire on the video, but on the stage. Oh, we had gosh, it was yeah, so, yeah. signs and things flying yeah. out the air. It didn't, it didn't yeah, work. yeah, I, I know, but it had a real organic feel to it. You know, sometimes the pitches are too polished and you're like, okay, I could have just watched that this on video. But... <laughs> that was not the case of Polly. Don't, nobody go watch it. I think we, <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah, we're still trying to get it. We're still, well, we had, we, I had told you before, we had just moved from California to Florida. We did so cross country. We brought Brian and shipping. Brian Our shipping dogs. was sick the whole mm-hmm. way. Our mm-hmm. dog. And we got here the morning, basically, the sub summit. Yeah. We actually, I mean, we literally got into this building the morning of the pitch. And we had never seen it before. Yeah. We had seen photos and that was it. Really? So it's just, it's really really long... Too much on the plane. We did. Swing to the fences is what we say. Exactly. So. We wanted to swing to the fences. And the thing is, I mean, again, you know, the subscription community is so amazing. It really, like everybody was so supportive and just, I've never been in a community that is like this. You know, if you need help, there's, there's so many resources at your fingertips, like podcasts, there's experts that you can just call. And it's just been, anything you need is out there kind of thing. And people are more than more than willing to help and share and there's just it's a fantastic community and i've been in the printing business for like 30 years 35 years i'm crazy now and i've been in organizations and industries where it's not like that people don't want to share the secrets people don't want to give you advice kind of thing people are not happy for you <laughs> you know when you win and with the subscription like subda has been unbelievable yeah. we've never i've never been in an organization that has helped us more i really feel like it's the, kind of the, the small business it's a way to start and anybody yeah. that i've talked to from you know owning whatever products that they have to be like have you thought about subscription because Absolutely. that's we had a business already and, and decided to put it on and, and it is beneficial to us we enjoy doing it and i think it keeps some of our customers around longer but i feel like there are small businesses and it doesn't take a lot to start. It's not like you have to come in with $50,000 in cash to start a small business. You yeah. just start one step at a time. If you have a product, a business or a service, it is so easy to plug a subscription component into that existing business. And it's one of those things that subscription, I think, is one of those things. It's may not as much now, but even just a couple of years ago, subscription was one of those models that just flew under the radar. It was everywhere but nobody really recognized it as a viable business model. And I'm telling you, it is 
it will transform your company because we operate differently. We treat our customers differently. It moves you out of the mindset of like this transactional thing of like, you just give me money, I give you a product. And it turns into a relationship. And I know like that's really super cliche and you hear it everywhere, but it's super true. Like we have we have customers that, that are on a subscription that they're like super fans. They, they will email us. We know, we know a lot of them just by their names kind of thing. And it's one of those things where it turns a one-time transaction into a continuous stream of revenue and it's something that you can really count on. So yeah, we're really, I love subscriptions. <laughs> it's like one of the best things we did. <laughs> well, so Michael, we talk to businesses all the time that are going from a transactional model to a subscription one or starting up a new subscription service. And when we're talking about all of the different reasons why this is a great thing to do and consider, I'm now going to take everything you just said and put it into <laughs> a clip and just hit play and let that be the voice. <laughs> and yeah, there's a few things that we will talk up and subscription is one of them. Yeah. Shopify, we've been on Shopify for a long time. Um, mm -hmm. We actually were in Los Angeles, so we used to actually do classes that they had there or talk. Okay. So yeah. that was amazing. If you're in the Los Angeles area, you can always go there. And, or New York, New York. And actually, they had us do a talk there. Oh, you know, awesome. Uh, about subscription and actually had to do like a couple commercials for them because we get so excited about it <laughs> and, and it's true and it's not something that we just say it didn't mean so much to us so yeah but definitely it, but i would if you're even thinking about doing a subscription i would definitely I, do it yeah and i feel like even it's one of those leap and the net will appear kind of deals yeah. because honestly like we that's exactly what we did we really like we had no i mean literally if okay. we think about it now, we're like, oh I my God, I couple friends, like, hey, you get subscription. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's how we started the conversation. That's, yeah. That was our thing. Just like, you get a subscription. What is it like? And how much you pay? And we're, and, and we're by no means experts now. We're two years into this. Every month we've given, we've done oh, a little over two years now. We've done a, um, we've done a subscription monthly every month. And it, we're by no means experts, but we've definitely learned it's been an education kind of yeah. thing. And I really feel like we have resources at our fingertips that we, we can access or people we can call and just, you know, if we have any questions or problems kind of thing, it's really a, it's a great model to, to do. Yeah. Well, guys, I have enjoyed this conversation. I loved your energy. It's been a heck of a lot of fun. If any of the listeners have questions about, you know, what we talked about today or want to learn more about micro puzzles and check it out, where can they go? Okay, so you could write to support at Micropuzzles or Mike at Micropuzzles, Rachel at Micropuzzles, either one. I am even, anybody that just even like, hey, I'm starting this and I feel like I have a connection and I just okay. want to know how you do it. I'm almost welcome to just talk to anybody and, and you know, because it's really empowering to be able to help other people do what we've done. And our website is, our main website is micropuzzles.com, all one word. And then social media, all the social medias, we are at micropuzzles. Yeah. So you can look us up. I mean, you know, we're always open to collaborating with other, other boxes and we really like that. We love this business. We just, we have a lot of fun and it's, uh, I think partly because we're a toy company, it's just really fun. So, but we love talking to people and just reach out. We'll, if we can help you, we will. Yeah. So. Well, your enthusiasm for the business and the product has absolutely come through without question. So no doubt about that. But yeah, I've really enjoyed it today, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Subscription Scale, sponsored by Rebar Technology. If something we said today resonated with you, please subscribe, rate, and download our podcast and share this episode with your network.